And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100%. And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. All right, well, welcome to another edition of the Weighing In Podcast. We just had the last fight. Well, I don't know if it was the last fight, but the last UFC of 2023. We have nothing to look forward to until 2024 when the new year starts and everybody is ready for more fights. But we're going to go over what happened at UFC 296. My God, I can't believe it's that many. My man, what are you doing? You're the only person here wearing virus. Even Podcast Dave well, has got, the weighing in podcast shirt on because you're wearing <laughs> virus. Because the kids around my house are running around with a little virus. virus. <laughs> they got a little <laughs> virus running around on what it is, but oh man, oh. they're not feeling well right now. So uh, it's been, it's been, uh, I thought I'd rep the virus today. <laughs> the virus reform and stuff. Oh man. Uh, overall, I thought the fights were great. Overall, I thought uh, it was. A, I thought uh, the female fights delivered last night. Oh, yeah, it was. Oh. It was. They definitely outdid the men last night. I mean, don't get me wrong; the men had some great performances, but man, well, you got to figure that. Ooh, we'll talk about it, but that yeah, one fight, yeah. that one fight, was the only one that went to a decision. Yeah, and it was the best fight, and that's why yeah, when people say, "Ah, oh, but they all went," it just depends. Yeah, it depends. depends Sometimes on the, the of- best fight, you can't get rid of the person, but man, they're just killing each other. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, like, I thought, I thought the overall card was very good. You know, guys, if you guys like what we do, though, hit that subscribe button, hit the little thumbs up, hit the little bell, give yourself uh, some notifications on when we drop our show. We are up right now at 5 a.m. doing this. So you guys can have it first thing in the morning when you guys wake up. So uh, we wanted you guys to know that we go a little extra mile for you guys to so go extra mile for us. Hit that little subscribe button down below. Thumbs up and the little bell for notifications. Um. I want to thank you guys so much, man, for continuing to support us. And uh, man, it's been great. It's been it's been great. It's been great being a fan of MMA as of lately. I mean, oh, it's yeah. been great. So uh, there's a lot of hopefully big big stuff coming up in uh, 2024. And uh, this right here was a great. F- I thought I thought the main event between Leon Edwards and Colby Covington. Um, I was a little scared we were going to get what we got last night as it being a main event because. There was so much emotion after the presser, John. You know, and, and I said this on last week. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. said, I said, people, they they tend to fight a little bit more of a conservative five against Colby Covington because nobody wants to have that L on their record against him. It's it's one of those just one of those people that just it drives you crazy if you have to, if you lost to that person. And uh, and you know that you're gonna get sometimes that style of fight against somebody like Colby because nobody wants to take a chance of having to fight him uh, or having to lose to him. They don't want. Like, why you, go outside my box? When you watched all the stuff that went on during like media and all the things, and then finally the whole something about his father, and you saw Leon Edwards explode, throw something at him. Mm-hmm. Did you think that maybe? He would lose composure going into the fight, and that might change things. Because I thought, I thought, you know, Colby, I don't like his shtick, but it is his shtick. And it, uh, if you can get under someone's skin, you know, this is where people go, why do you want to get someone mad? You're going to get in a fight anyways. It's no big deal. Yeah. You can only do what he can do. But if you can make them upset and lose their composure, you can, you can make them making mistakes, catch them in making mistakes. And 
it was the question of was Leon going to be that person that goes out mm-hmm. and makes the mistake of just going out there wild trying to hurt somebody? Well, he didn't do that at all. He was uh, he was composed the entire time. He did make mistakes when it came to I want to prove to you I can wrestle with you. Which he that did. Was, he did well though, John. Yeah, he did. He did. But it's not. Yeah. What, don't worry about it. This is. Yeah. You remember when Daniel Cormier fought John Jones, and in the first time it got to the point where John had taken him down, and it got to the point where Daniel wasn't trying to win the fight in the end. He was mm-hmm. just trying to get a takedown. Yeah. To prove I can take you down, and it's like. Don't get into that, man. It's man. an MMA fight. I don't care if you get taken down. So what? You can get up and get away. Get away. Don't you dare disrespect my boy DC on this show. Oh, dude, I'll disrespect him. <laughs> don't, dis- don't you dare disrespect my boy DC on this yeah. show. You know uh, it's true. I, I Was do, he not do doing know. that? Yeah, at the yeah. end, I believe. I believe he even came out and said that it was like, look, he he was he was determined to try to get him to. To the yeah. ground, you know, especially after he had lost, I want, I want to say two takedowns in that fight, in that first fight. Uh, but look, back to the Colby fight and Leon. Um, I thought Leon had a great game plan. I was texting uh, DC, I was texting you, and I was like, you know, there's guys that I've sparred with where the speed is just such a factor. Maybe, maybe you guys sit at home and you guys are thinking to yourself, ah, Leon doesn't look that fast. He is oh, fast. fast. He is fast, and and, and everyone's and he like doesn't, he doesn't load up, so you it, no. he doesn't telegraph things. Nope, he doesn't. He, he doesn't need to. I mean, like when you're that fast, you know you're going to get there and touch him. You don't need to touch him hard. It's the accumulation of punches that will get it done in the in the end. And so he just touches you once, gets you gets you thinking about man, okay, that was faster than normal. That from the very get, I believe, made Colby Covington real hesitant. You um. It, there's just certain guys that have that. Floyd Mayweather was one of them. Is it the the feints, the flinches, the way that oh he kept God. switching stances? He had he had yeah. Colby reaching yeah. for things that were never coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm sure. I'm surprised we didn't get a, a headshot bang dead. I'm yeah. surprised we didn't get that because there was moments where Colby was trying to parry the punch and the and he when he parried there was, there was nothing there. there was never there it was just there it was, yep. yeah it was never there and his he was parrying down, all the way down by his waist because he was there was nothing there to parry and um i was expecting more head kicks out of him but i also think he was afraid to try to be t- or afraid to be taken down which will led to you know losing around and and so forth or potentially getting submitted or something along those lines but i thought he fought a good fight for for everyone that keeps saying oh these guys these guys, you know, Colby Covington can wrestle. Kamar Usman can wrestle. Leon, those, you know, that's his kryptonite. Let's remind people, he hasn't lost since Kamar Usman the first fight. Not the yep. second and the third, but the first fight. I mean, I believe that he came to train with us right after or right before that Kamar Usman fight. I believe it was right after because he had lost. And he came to AKA and trained to get some wrestling in. The kid's a stud. And he's oh, yeah. 32. He's in his prime. This is his moment. He'll have prime, I think, for another, at least another two years. Oh, two, three years. Yeah, two, three years easily. But I'm saying, like, yeah. you know, to maintain that title, new kids coming up, new guys coming up, it's never easy, John. You know that. No. And so um, to do what guys like uh, GSP did for so many years, what Kamar Usman did, it's it's hard to continue to beat those guys. With um, with Leon, He's got he's got some guys that, that are like the fresh new blood that are kind of slowly making their way. I know Bilal's older, but um, you know, Bilal, I think Bilal is a style matchup for him 
that kind of feeds right now. No, no, but what I'm saying, you know, let me finish, is a style yeah, matchup that feeds kind of right into what he's been working on the last two fights. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. See, 100% right there. Yep. And, and so if you're going to give Bilal the next fight, if you're the that's UFC, a, you're like, give it to one. him now because he, all he's been doing is working takedown defense. His takedown defense will not get any better than it is right now. You know, because he's been working for the Kamaru Usman fights, back-to-back fights. He worked for the Colby fight. Everyone that's fought him before that, he's always worked his wrestling because he knew they were going to try to take him down. He's on point. So if you're looking like, hey, th- Bilal's 36, I think 37, somewhere around there. And I, everyone, you guys know my opinion on how the UFC is with older fighters. Okay, how can we get this fighter beat so they're not our champion? Um, that's what that that's that's what goes to their 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 um their promotional mind, and I think I look at oh he's thirty five sorry he's not thirty six he's thirty five, but uh you know Bilal's a tough fight for, I believe Bilal has better stand up than Colby Covington uh the wrestling the strength I think maybe technically the wrestling's not as good but his timing on the takedowns is better his ability to pressure take a shot and and give shots is better than Colby. Um, I would probably maybe even compare him a little bit more to like a Kamaru Usman. You know, it's uh more a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more uh caution to the wind on the feet, and a little bit more of uh, aggressiveness is how he fights. Colby didn't fight that way last night. I think a lot of that had to do with the speed, John. Well, let me ask you this: You've seen Bilal in the cage with Leon. What years ago, see? years ago, not even the same it's couple, guy. It's a couple years ago. Yeah. Okay. And it's my point. Mm. You saw him. I want to say two and a half, maybe now three years, but, but we'll say two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. You saw him in the cage. What is it now about Bilal that makes you believe that that is not going to be what we see if they put that fight together? He believes. And we talking about confidence. He's a believer now. He's a believer in himself. And that's exactly the thing. What I think is the difference is he's at a point now, especially, and it's something to do. I'm not saying when he went and he did the whole training thing with Habib and he was with those guys, something clicked, Mm -hmm. something in there really clicked. And that was the difference maker with what I see between the Bilal Muhammad of that time when he fought Leon and the Bilal Muhammad that could fight him now. Mm -hmm. And there is a confidence factor. And there was something that he learned out of training with that group of Dagestani fighters that told him, oh, I wasn't working as hard as I thought I was. I wasn't doing the things that I thought were necessary to get to the top. It's, um, I think, I think he's always done the things that he's needed to get to the, to the top. I think he, he seems like he's a hard worker. No doubt about it. I believe so. But when you hang around with those guys, when you hang around with Habib, you hang around with Islam, and you know at, at the time they were they were young, a lot obviously a lot younger, Umar and those guys. This shit's contagious. Yeah, like they they uh, you just if you sit back and you watch, and you're like, okay, not every day needs to be 110 miles an hour, and that was the AKA way. And I'm like, what do you mean you're what do you mean you're not sparring today? Like, I was like, what, what are you doing? Like, what do you mean? No, I'm tired today. I'm gonna today. I'm just gonna work uh, some drills against the wall, and he'd grab one of the guys, and they would do two hours straight, you know, of just them pummeling against the wall, and it was just repetition, repetition, feeling pressure, feeling it was. It's contagious, you know. And maybe Bilal, I, I, I don't want to 
put it all on saying like that training with Habib gave him that mentality. But I think he also understood the importance of structure. Like there's nothing else outside of, out of, outside of fighting. It's when you go to AKA when Habib and Islam, and they go to AKA, they, they stayed in a hotel in their younger, in their younger days, you know, and they would walk there. They went to the grocery store. They went to this little, this little like uh, Asian food place called Tanki. It was like, it was like they, they hit little spots, a little salad spot called tomato street. They, and, but it was all within walking distance from the gym to the hotel, which was all maybe less than two blocks. And it didn't matter. They kept their routine. They kept their, they kept what they did. And people don't realize how important that is in a camp. Don't let outside distractions, little tiny things get to you. Oh, you all oh, want to go hang out with some friends to watch a, a comedy show. Nope. They're not doing that. Nope. I need to rest tonight, brother. No. Like, you know, they may go have dinner with you, you know, at one restaurant, but it's like when, when they go back to their hotel, they get showered or cleaned up, whatever it is. Like it's, it's structured. And I think that's one of the biggest things that maybe he took away from there. Cause when I talked to him, it's like, it's just a different level. He's like, it's uh, everybody in that gym is good. They're all good at wrestling. They're all they're Maybe they're not the best strikers, but they're definitely not afraid to throw it. And they're not afraid to get hit. That's, that's a, like, if you look at Colby, he still shies away from almost getting hit. The, just this, I know the speed gives you a fit, you know, problems. You know, again, someone like a Leon Edwards. I've sparred with Leon, and I've said it I don't know how many times. It's that Chris Tucker feeling on, uh, you know, which one of y'all kicked me. You know, like, it just – it really is. Like he's so fast, his, his, his little shuffle step to the left and the right. And what I noticed last night, John, and let me give it – let me give a little advice to someone uh, – not to someone, but to people listening. If you guys are – if you guys go back and watch the fight, Every time he switches stances, it changes the way that Colby wants to wrestle. And Colby mentally just wasn't able to make that adjustment to, oh, okay, now I can shoot my single leg. Oh, now I can shoot my double leg. Because as soon as he switched, it was like he was thinking about it. Okay, now how do I do this? The speed scared him. Like, oh, wait, what, what if something comes from that angle when I shoot? What? It just made him so hesitant to shoot a double leg or a single leg or press because Leon was switching stances and then snapping the jab, switching stances, throwing the, the leg kicks. It was, it was just beautifully done. Maybe it wasn't to the level of excitement that people were hoping for, but man, Leon, he, he did things that people just at home probably like, Oh, this sucks. Man, he, he did it beautifully. He well, did it all. Let, he did it beautifully. Let me go over, over this. because My wife, she reads comments. She told me, she says, <laughs> what did you say? Dude, everyone's all upset with us. <laughs> and it was about the Colby thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, look, and she says, why don't you like him? I, it's not that I don't like him. I think he's a good fighter. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it now. Colby proved certain things. First off, he is tough. Because yeah, he took. There's no doubt he, about that, John. He took a lot of abuse. That leg, trust me, that freaking right leg of his is nasty today if from the knee to his hip it is black and blue it is hard to walk on the, the, there's times when you'll actually have guys have to get that drained because it's so damaged and, and his his got beat up pretty bad mm -hmm. you take a look at the shots that he took that's what stopped him he got hit with some shots that he was not expecting 
and it put him on his heels and he was like mm, i did not see that coming <laughs> and that's it, well it, it, until it's happened to you mm-hmm. it's tough to understand when you just like you're saying which one of y'all hit me yeah it's tough to understand you know i didn't see the setup because most of the time you'll see the setup you see that shot starting to come and you start to react and leon had him so confused at times when it came to the positioning of his feet where leon was at he was many times he was getting what we call you know the lateral movement was making it to where he was off centered so he didn't have an offense to come at leon he could only defend until he got his body straight by that time leon was moving again and it just caused him to really slow down and you know and i know the the broadcast booth was talking about you know you know this isn't the colby that we thought it couldn't be the colby that you expected because he was being touched by things that he didn't understand that were coming at him at that moment and that was making him have to try to figure out during this fight what can i do to get to a point where I can get inside. And then when he got inside, look, I'm going to be honest. You, you take a look and you, you're, you're saying the whole thing of, you know, everyone's saying that Leon, you know, look at his kryptonite is wrestling. Not anymore. You know, no. his kryptonite was, if there's going to be one kryptonite, mm-hmm. you know, and it's many fighters do it. He, he wanted to prove something. And so he got into some wrestling exchanges and some grappling exchanges. That you look and you go, you need to just get up there. You're so much better on the feet than Colby. Yeah. Why are you going to play into his strength? Don't play into his strength. And that's, you know, something we all have egos. And sometimes, you know, you want to, you know, prove to someone, oh, you think that you're so much better than me. Everyone thinks, oh, I'm not good here. I'm going to prove to you. Mm-hmm. Other than I didn't, you know, the, the fifth round is what it was. That's why it was 49, 46, you know, one, two, three, four. It was clear who was in charge of that fight, Leon was hardly getting touched. Yeah. You know, and uh, Colby's going to have to, you know, go back and look at this and and figure out as you go through that welterweight, you know, division stuff, there's a couple of guys and, you know, there's a couple of guys in there that they're gonna, it's going to be tough for him to beat. Shavkat, that's going to be a tough one for him to beat. Mm-hmm. Shavkat has proven how good he is, you know, just with what he did. And we'll talk about his fight with Wonder Boy. But, man, you take a look at Leon right now, as you're saying, he is in his prime. And he is getting better with every fight. And right, you know, right now, man, you know, you got to be impressed and enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy watching a guy who is a sniper and able to control distance the way he does, able to land some of the shots that he does the body kicks at times, the leg kicks, all of those things wrapped up make him a difficult person to deal with. And that's why he's the champ. Um, I think there's a lot more added pressure, though, on two for Colby Covington. Well, we talked about that. We said, who do you think has, who's there more pressure on? Yeah. And I said, I thought there was more pressure in this fight on Colby than there was on Leon. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And I think a little bit of that was, Look, you've already come up short on two title shots. On two title shots, this is your you third. You come up title short shot. a third time, yeah. And um, <clears throat> this right here, I mean, at least in the first two fights, he 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 put out like he he put out more exchanges. He put out more oh, yeah. in the wrestling. He put out 
you know, um, I was about to go somewhere else with that, but I didn't, I kept it, I kept it PC. Um, but he, uh, it looked like not just the speed and the, what Leon was able to do. He added all that extra pressure on himself. Trump's there talked about the Trump situation, talking about Leon's father, you know, who's passed like those type of things. People don't realize when you're the heel, it's great when you're winning. When you're not, when you're the heel and it, and you start losing, it's a snowball effect. And, and as much oh, yeah. as I love this guy and a lot of people hate him as Josh Koscheck, once he lost the GSP, he never won a fight after that. People don't, if you look at his record, <clears throat> he never won another fight after that. His um, championship fight with GSP. Yeah, with GSP. Two, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had two fights. Sorry, I should correct that. <clears throat> his championship fight with GSP, he never won another fight after that uh, the rest of his career. These are the type of things when you're the heel. Before that, though, he was on a roll. Oh, yeah. Because the confidence is there. The what didn't matter what he said. He was having his way with people, double legging them, slamming them, taking them down, dominating them. In this scenario, Colby Covington, he's he's had three title fights. This Trump thing is a big deal to him. Okay. Trump's sitting there waiting to watch him fight. And I gotta be honest. He got in there and realized how fast Leon was. He realized how good Leon was, how slick Leon was. The good fight IQ of Leon, of switching stances, making Colby rethink and reevaluate how I wrestle, how do I do this? And then he would switch again. Shit, now I got to start my thinking process all over again. I mean, I don't want to say he shit the bed, Colby Covington, but I want to say that he just he just put so much on himself and he can't he didn't deliver at all. Like there comes a moment, John, in the fifth round, when or in the, even in the fourth, when you realize you're already down three rounds. Yeah, this is it, buddy. Well, see, and that's you're exactly right. I look at it as uh, he didn't shit the bed. He got beat by a better fighter. Let's just be honest. He got the better man won that fight. But there comes that point in the fight, and it has to be before the fifth round, mm-hmm. where you look. Even your corners telling you, and they're saying, "Oh, you know, they're you know, you know, they're not going to take the title, you know, give it to us, you know, all that stuff." But you have to know, I'm not, I'm not getting the best of the exchanges. I'm losing these rounds. There comes that point, and then you know, you've got to step into the fire. Mm-hmm. Yes, you could be put out. Yeah, you could, but the L is going to be an L, and you've got to do things that are going to put you in that position for you to be able to possibly do the things like you know basically what he did you know in the fifth round when he got to half guard he was able to control the position he was able to you know land but there's a reason why he won that round Mm -hmm. you know and you take a look and you say man you've got to pick up on it that hey i'm now in the third round i gotta bite down and step into the fire and just go after this guy because if i don't the same thing is going to continue on for the next couple rounds. Well, let's but he talk wasn't about, able to do it. Well, let's talk about the evolution of the sport itself. The evolution of the sport itself, though, has passed Colby by. And it's not just him. It's I've said this just as of recently. I've said it about all the guys. The Bryce Mitchells. It's it's passed, It's already passing him by. I love Bryce. I think he's, I think he's fun for the sport. I think all these things. You know, I think he's great on the ground. He's got de- you know, mediocre wrestling. But only being one-dimensional is not going to get you far in this sport. Those days are done. They are so far removed, yep. especially if you're a male fighter. They're so far removed. 
Colby's stand-up is not at the level. I mean, it's not at the level that it needs to be to get into those exchanges and the deep wrestling, the double legs, the singles, and and the the against the fence wrestling. It's a different style of wrestling. The Dagestanis have a, a, a way of getting it done because of the foot sweeps, the way they break the balance. And I'm not here. I'm not here to coat ride on them. Okay. I'm just simply saying that it's a different style of wrestling. I said it before American wrestling and Russian Dagestan wrestling. They're different. Eastern European. Yeah. yeah that Eastern. It's just different. It's different. And, yeah. and Colby is a Colby. Kamar Usman. The reason why he was able to, to maintain me and the champion so long, he understood what he lacked. He lacked great stand-up. And guess what? He went out and got it. His jab, I think, is probably one of the best in the game. That shit puts people on their butt. That shit just, it just, he's got it. And the way he throws it straight down the pipe, he made those adjustments. That's what that's what extended his his uh championship run. Was that he went out and he got he got a really good stand-up coach and he spent nothing, did nothing but work on his stand-up. And that's why Kamaru Usman is is the champion that he was for so long. Leon lost to Kamaru, went out and did what? Became a better wrestler, and he proved it. He proved, proved yeah. it time and time and time. He's the first guy to ever take down Kamaru Usman, technically on the stats, right? He's technically the first guy to ever take him down. Leon Edwards, not Colby Covington, not anybody else with great wrestling credentials. Leon Edwards, you know. So the the days of the the Colby Covingtons, of the one style with mediocre this or the you know those days are gone, man. You've got to evolve. You've got to get better. You've got to bite down on the bullet and say, look, I know I'm not good in this area. I've got to get better at it. Don't get rid of what I'm doing, but spend a little bit more time. Give me an extra 30, 40 minutes a day on that stand-up. But when you come to that one point that you're talking about, and this is the last thing I'll say on the fight, when you're talking about speed, how many, how many times do we talk about speed kills? Mm-hmm. And when you're Colby, I don't care who you bring into camp, it's going to be hard for them to mimic that speed. Everything in camp is not going to be quite as fast because they're not trying to hurt you. They're not throwing it in the same fashion. And you take a look at who Colby had fought in his last, you know, five, six fights. Kamara would be the fastest guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you had Masvidal who was older. He was, he was slower than he was when he was, you know, in his prime. You can take a look at Robbie Lawler when he fought him. Older, slower than when he was in his prime. All these guys that Colby's speed matched up with or was even better than when he went against the faster guy, you saw he had problems. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just him. It's, that's the way fighting goes. I mean, okay, so let's let's go a couple of different directions with this now that we've talked about the fight. Um, my next thing is I think that and we've said this. I can't tell you how many times. There's a line. The motherfucker, you crossed it. Oh fuck yeah! It's yep. it's uh, you know I, I I people I read the comments too. You guys think that I don't like Colby? I I, I liked Colby. I, I actually love I love the fact that I liked I liked his I didn't like it, but I thought it was good for him and his career and the shtick, and I thought it was great for the sport. I I liked it. Colby's Chael Sonnen Jr. Yeah, I get that part, John. But and, and Colby and and Chael's gone overboard too when he talked about Tito's wife with Jenna. Yes, he did when he did that. And and Cross the line. Call, called whether well, you believe whatever about that, but he crossed it was a the great line. line. It was. It was a great line. Just it just <laughs> crossed, uh, the- crossed the line. Yeah. You guys, Danny Sabatella. What I loved about him when we had him on Bellator is that he always said, "I don't have a problem with people's families and their kids," and I talk about them. They suck. 
screw them, F them, this and that. I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. This shtick, it's no longer a shtick anymore. You're just an asshole. And I will I will never ever buy another pay-per-view with you on it. I won't even I won't I won't consider. I just can't. That type of shit is disgusting. Like you're talking about a, a grown you're talking about someone's father. That's disgusting, man. I, I had I you know I enjoyed watching him fight. I enjoyed I I enjoyed the banter. I enjoyed everything else before that. I'll never watch him fight again. Ever. So John's gonna have to break his fights down. I've lost my dad at a young age. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. So uh on that, but then where do these cut where do these two guys go from here? Obviously, Leon just marches forward, and I would guess it would be Bilal. Yeah, is the next uh, opponent. It should be Bilal. He's got the you know, what's his riding a is it a nine or a ten fight win streak? So, you know, Leon's on twelve or thirteen. He's on how many is he on? Let's see this thing. Oh wow! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine fight win streak. Jeez. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's look. That's a person that is he's worked. He's done everything that he can. He deserves the shot. I you agree. Know? He I agree. absolutely deserves it. So I would say that that's an easy, you know, pairing of, of who's the next. When it comes to Colby, it is different. Because if you take a look at Dave, do me a favor, pull up the, the welterweight rankings. Look, he's going to drop. He was number three. He's going to drop down. And you're going to get some going ahead of him. But if you take a look at who is the fight for him to to see all right where is he still at i honestly would pick sean brady <sighs> you just took my guy oh, <laughs> no no it's okay it's yeah, all right yeah. i get it i i would i would see I that think too that's a matchup because sean brady for the mm -hmm. most part throughout his career he's only got one loss that was to Bilal. he has showed that he's got a good gas tank He's got good wrestling. He's mm -hmm. got good stand-up. He is the full package, as you're talking about, because he does have good submissions. Let's see where Colby's at. Can he get past someone like a Sean Brady? Mm -hmm. It should be a five-round fight. I would always put Colby, if I could, in five-round fights because he does utilize his cardio as a weapon. Give him that. But I think that would be the 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 fight that I would put him in next. Yeah, I, I would I would agree that I like that fight. I don't think that they um I don't think they're gonna do that. <laughs> um I, I, I would believe I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna probably put um either Sean Brady with maybe like a Gilbert Burns. I think Shavkot's gonna sit on the shelf until the title shot. I think they're I think they're that high on Shavkot. Oh they're high. Eight, they're eighteen and oh, eighteen finishes. <clears throat> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna hang out on him. I think until the next title shot, you can't afford him having a fight and losing that 18 and 0. No, I need something I can hold on to 18 and 0, 18 finishes. That guy's getting next after Bilal. So Bilal's going to get it. Uh, I see Sean probably fighting someone like a Gilbert Burns. Uh, I could see maybe what you do is you put Colby Covington with maybe a Steven Thompson. If Steven Thompson's still around. Uh, if he decides, so I get what you're saying, but right now, remember what the, you know, you know, the story is two lot, you know, they're coming off losses. They want yeah. one of them to get a win. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I don't know how much but, longer, but Steven again, gonna now you're, you're stepping back into yep. what, what have we done with Colby every time mm -hmm. he loses to the champion? I give him an older yep. fighter. Yeah. Oh, you know, there comes a point you got to say, no, you dude, 
you're the older fighter now. Yeah. Now you have to compete with the younger guys. What about a Jeff Neal? Yeah. You know, Jeff, Jeff look, Neal, Colby. Jeff, and... is a, Jeff is a great fighter, got great stand-up. I've seen him with pressure fighters mm -hmm. where he started to have problems. Mm -hmm. And so Colby, I think in that situation, I give Colby you know, the advantage because of sure. the way he can utilize that pressure and his wrestling. But... Like for for me, I believe the fight though. Like if you're gonna say like Colby, who you're gonna fight, and we've been wanting this fight for I can't even imagine how long is the Gilbert Burns and Colby Covington. Oh yeah, the fight's never never even. I don't even think it's ever been offered to either. I don't know. Maybe it has, but I've never seen any. I've wanted to see that fight forever. Go ahead, take Gilbert Burns down. You know, like it's like it's like one of those type of scenarios. Like go ahead, take him down. And see what happens. Are you gonna get swept? You gonna get you know what you, what's gonna happen? So, uh, I would love to see that fight, and then Sean maybe either fighting you know somewhere up in there as well. But um, I I would love to see Sean Brady and Kamar Usman. That'd be a great fight. If Kamar yeah, stays at be. seventy, you know, yeah. I think Usman's just sitting back enjoying his life right now. He's it's like, okay. Look, I've been a he champion. Deserves, he deserves it. He absolutely does. And that's it's uh you know it's funny. I watched a couple little videos on Instagram where. He's hanging out with Gaethje or he's hanging out with like, the, you know, him and DC and stuff. And uh, he looks like he's in a good place right now. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy seeing fighters that, you know, they, they're as a towards the end of their career. And they just look like they're having fun. Like all the hard work and all everything is done. And let me just have fun now. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. and uh, it's good to see. I was watching a video of him and uh, Gaethje in the car and the two of them. They were just cracking up. I couldn't even understand what they were saying. Cause they were, it was they, because you could tell it was a little bit of like an inside joke back and forth. It was like the way they bantered with each other and I didn't know what it was referencing to, but the two of them couldn't stop laughing. And I thought it was great to see. So, um, <clears throat> all right, well, Hey, that's going to wrap up our, uh, our main event talk, but let's go ahead and talk about that co-main event. Man, I'll tell you what, you take a look at, you know, that fight, Pantoja and, and Roy Vol, you can take a look. It was 50, 45 on a, Two of the cards, and I think 49, 46 on one. But there's something about when you're watching Pantoja, he gets to a point, he's, he looks so exhausted. You think, man, he's in trouble. Yeah. He, he's in trouble, and he just keeps on pulling himself out of there, and he looks exhausted still, but he just keeps on pulling himself out. And it was like, I looked at the fifth round, and it could have gone either way, but you take a look at Roy Vols winning it, and then all of a sudden here comes Pantoja again. He's coming back, and dude, the hammer fist that he fucking launched at the end, yeah, dude, incredibly hard. The most effective blows of the round. So I can understand why the judges went and said, "I got to give it to him. He did the most damage." And you, Roy Vol had that look of, at times he really looked good. Mm -hmm. And it looked like he was really, you know, starting to feel it, starting to get yeah. into it. Oh, I've got you in trouble. And one, one thing happened. Here comes Pantosha, and he's back. And Roy Vol's in trouble. And it was just, you know, taking the back all the times. It was just, mm -hmm. it was a scenario of the snowball just kept rolling. And when it rolled, it just slowed down while Pantosia was doing the damage. And then Roy Vol would start to do something. It would speed up. And here comes Pantosia. It slowed down. He is a he is a remarkable fighter when you're watching a guy that can take damage. He takes he takes damage well because he keeps on coming back. 
he he's got a hell of a gas tank as far as he doesn't stop. Yeah. He does look tired, but he still is doing things. He doesn't just cover and stop being offensive. He's always offensive. <clears throat> it's hard to fight that way. Um Oof. if you go if you go back and you watch the first DC fight with uh John Jones, he just tried to walk John Jones down. And as the third round came around, it it's it's difficult. You just like, man, I'm putting all this pressure and the the things aren't, you know, they're, maybe they're not landing the way they are. I want them to, or I'm putting all this pressure and he's eluding the, he's evading all the things that I'm trying to get on him, you know, those type of things. And, but Pantoja, he started off that way, came out big kicks right away, big oh, shots dude, right away. He, he ran across yeah. almost going after him. It was like, <laughs> what are you doing? But, you know, work. I, I thought it worked perfectly. And it was like, oh, what's going on? Like, uh, Royval was like, oh, wow, this is a lot of pressure now. Look, in a game where we're in the top for the title for the title shots, even in the top, you know, three or four, five fighters in each division, what separates them is probably like one percent or less than one percent. Not even that. You've we're got talking half a percent. Yeah, we're talking, you know. You you've got to be on your you've got to be on your game. You've got it's gotta be a perfect night for you. It doesn't matter. You've got to be perfect pretty much. And um I just looked at what Pantoja looked like prior to winning the title. He looked good. He always looked good. That's why he got to the title shot. Yeah. But once he won the title in this fight, and even in the title fight, he just seemed like, man, I'm already here. I, I'm i that good. It was more of a, I'm so good that I'm here fighting for the title, and then now here defending my title, that everything I've been doing is working. And he gained that confidence. And that confidence is not 1%. It's like a about four five percent he's gained he just he just had that look of him like this guy's not on my level this guy and and he and as the fight was going on you're like yeah Royval's not on your level and i think yeah. Royval in the fight thought it was gonna be a lot closer of a fight and i'll tell just, you what he worked himself out of a couple of submissions yes, that were did. close yes and i give him credit man because he he was in trouble and he just gutted through it and uh couple of those were they did not feel good the mm -hmm. fucking face crank what that's yeah. doing to your neck and everything and it's horrible tough tough performance yeah. you know he proved man he'll he will step in the fire because he did he stepped in the fire many times trying to get things to happen for him well but you were you were right though i think it was in the fourth the fifth round i think it was the fourth round he came out the bounce on the step the snapping the jab uh, putting the combinations together, cutting the cage off. Royval was just yeah. looking relaxed out there and composed. And it looked like it Ooh, looked like Pantoja was like, oh, shit, I'm getting tired. Oh, man, I'm getting hit. Oh, and then all of a sudden it was like, boom, grab the legs, big, you know, takedown. Or once they fight at the ground, it was the pressure, the the movement, the the ability to pass guard, to put him in three-quarter mile, all those things, make him carry his weight. He just had no answer for it. He had none. And uh, Pantoja was one step ahead once that fight hit the ground. All I right. thought it was a great dominant performance by the new champ. You know, I know he was the champ before that. But for defend the title, to, to defend the title, I thought he did a great job. Yeah, great to defend job. it in that fashion against yeah. a guy that we both looked at as, hey, a threat. this guy's a threat. He's good. He's good everywhere. You know, Dave, uh, pull, pull up the rankings, though, for the 125. Because where do, where do these guys go, John, from here? In my opinion, uh -huh. you have 
anybody in that 125 from basically 10 up has the ability to win that belt. I just look at him, you know, Mokayev has the ability to wrestle with most of the guys and he's, he's got a gas tank and he's, he's limited in his standup is a little limited compared to some others that are up there. There's, there's guys that are above him that are better in the standup, but not as good on the ground. But Kaikara France has got the standup to, he can knock people out at 125. He's got power. Manel Cape has shown the speed, the movement when he fights smart. Damn, he can he can go against anyone. He's freaking incredible. Uh, Amir, we're gonna see what happens with him. He's got a fight coming up against Moreno. Uh, Moreno. Moreno. That's gonna be a barn burner, in my yeah. opinion, because Moreno just takes chances. Moreno doesn't s- s- settle. So, look, Moreno could be the champion again. You know, he can come yeah. back. He can win that title again. Mm-hmm. He's still that guy that he can fight with anybody in that class. You know, Albazi got the wrestling does he have that last bit of the ability to push past when things are not going his way and still push past and get to his opponent you know we've seen him you know dominate people a lot he's had that you know the close fight too but man he's proven himself he's he's that good and then you know you got uh Mateus Nicolau Dude, that dude's stand-up is clean. His ground game is clean. That's what I'm saying. When you're at 125, you've got to be good everywhere. Yeah. You know, and there's guys that are better in areas, but on that night, depending on who they're fighting, yeah, they they could they could get that win. So the 125 is is the wild, wild west. It's wide open. It is, I believe, because there's more opportunities to catch somebody with the amount of speed these guys have. You know, in transition, catching with a yeah. with a punch. In transition, catching catching the neck and getting a guillotine, or you know, getting to the back and getting the submission. You know, I mean, if you don't believe so, I mean, look at what remember what DJ did to uh, Ray Borg, right? Oh, yeah. Like with the takedown and he hit the Take ground through the, the leg over bar. to the arm bar. I mean, like yeah. guys at one seventy or whatever, in eighty five and so on. Even maybe even at fifty five. Yeah, you don't, don't, you're not seeing it. You're not seeing that. We don't have the flexibility to do the shit that fast. <laughs> it's like we're just not we're just well, not able to do that. It's just it's matter of yes, that could be done when you're talking about you know the top guys doing it to a lesser guy. Yeah, yeah. they could do it because they can take that chance for separation. But when you're talking about moving weight and this the weight gets bigger. Mm-hmm. it's harder to move it and get it in the right direction you know you're not going to see those same things you'll you'll see them moving their own weight mm-hmm. and you know the flying arm bars or you know the jumping to a you know a triangle or anything like that you'll see it but not when it's against good competition yeah you know, people that are right there so when you saw dj do that that's why it was so special mm-hmm. next fight Ah, we had our man Shavkat Rachmanov going up against the Wonder Boy, Stephen Thompson. The only man to ever submit Stephen Thompson. He has gone now 18-0 and with 18 finishes. You can't ask anymore. The, the dude is the boogeyman. We, hmm. you know, that's what he's called at Kill Cliff by the guys that train with him. And uh, he's proven himself. He is He's smart. He's got a good fight IQ. He doesn't, you know do things that are 
you know, oh, I'm going to just sit here and stand, you know, he's got a good stand-up game. Everyone talks about a stand-up game and he's going against Steven Thompson. And what do you see him do? All right. He closes that distance, yeah. puts him into the cage, starts to get his arms heavy, try to slow down what Steven can do, take away at the range. He's a smart fighter. He's a gifted fighter when it comes to his, he's got a stand-up game. He's got good wrestling and he's got good submissions. Mm -hmm. The way he snuck in the two times that he went after the choke, mm -hmm. the way he sneaks it in and the way you, you never see that arm coming over the top. You see guys do making mistakes all the time and he's just taking his arm behind. There's never that point where Steven can reach and try to grab that arm as it's moving into place. He's just, he's just that step ahead. And that's why he's getting the wins that he is. He's just good. To to uh, before I talk about Shavkat, man, can we just talk about how great of a person Stephen Thompson is? Oh, probably one of my favorites. Yeah, Stephen Thompson is one of the best guys. You know, when when I was refereeing him, I can tell you, you'd go into his, I'd go into his locker room, and I I'd, I'd end up being in there longer because we just start talking. His dad would start talking. His dad's Ray, and mm -hmm. but the nicest family, the nicest group of people, the nicest guy, just happy to be there just looking to have a good time you can't say a bad word about no him. no <clears throat> i met him on the uh for the first time i met him on that movie was it ranger 13 ranger 15 ranger ranger 15 yeah, yeah with uh randy and tim kennedy and where you guys became zombies yeah we became zombies it was a cool, <laughs> it was a cool, it was a cool little bit yeah we had some fun um <clears throat> but just was was such a nice guy you know and that was kind of like right around the time when um you know, uh, Phil Davis and I had left and went to Bellator. And, and so we could see that some of the UFC fighters were like, look at those guys. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, <laughs> look at those traders over there. But it was, <clears throat> it was kind of fun. But he just, he never, he never had that. He's like, hey, what's up, man? How are you? It's like, you know, we never really met, but he can, you know, introduce himself and just, he's, you know, he's like, I get mistaken. It was so funny. He's like, I get mistaken for you all the time. And then now it's funny. Is I never got mistaken for him back then. Now I get mistaken for him. People are like, hey, Stephen Thompson, because obviously he's a lot more active. But they're like, hey, Stephen Thompson. I'm like, no, 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 Josh Thompson. Like, oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. But they're, and it's just funny. But he's, he's is a fantastic person. Fantastic person. He is. Uh, One of the best you'll ever meet. His style, I I continue to say, is like a Leonardo Cheatham style. It's just it's hard to game plan for. Um, sure. That's what and I, and I just said about the Colby Covington thing, where um, it's hard to be one dimensional. He's made it work for himself. He's learned takedown defense. He's he's got uh he's got really good uh, stand up. Obviously, it's very unorthodox. Um, but what makes him successful is that people don't know how to close the distance on him. No matter how like good wrestlers have a hard time closing the distance on him. And you look at what happened to Leon, not Leon, but look what happened to Colby is because good strikers know how to make people feel uncomfortable on the feet. It makes them feel uncomfortable to have to, to shoot a double leg or a single leg. And if I keep switching my stance, and which Steven Thompson does, he switches stances a lot. He makes that wrestler rethink how he's going to approach it. Do I snatch the single? Do I try to go a low level? Do I try to run a double leg? These are all things that go through a fighter's mind. Are they going to throw the knee up the middle? Are they going to throw the push kick? What am I looking at? Side kick to the ribs. All these things go through a wrestler's mind when they're trying to close that distance. So the stand-up game of Steven Thompson gives problems to everyone. everyone. And this is why he had never been submitted before because top-level wrestlers had a hard time getting him down.
you know, and his he, he spent the time to learn his takedown defense. He spent the time to learn submission defense, obviously. Shavkat was just on a different level once the fight hit the ground. I also think, though, too, Steven is somebody that is normally a little bit taller, a little bit longer. He didn't get that last night with Shavkat. They're about the same, if not Shavkat's taller. And the evolution of the sport has got to that point where there's certain fighters. They're just big for the weight. They're tall, they're long, they're lanky, or they're just big. You know, their body frame is just bigger. And I look at um, his body, Shavkat's body style was a perfect matchup for Steven Thompson. And Steven's all the tricks that he would normally use to keep people on the outside. He wasn't able to do that against someone like Shavkat, who was just as big, just as tall, just as long, able to grab you from a distance. If I could just parry the one kick, if I could just parry the one jab, and then all of a sudden I'm in range now to grab you. Whereas before I had to parry it and then like double shoot to get in uh, and close that distance. Didn't have that last night. I thought dominant performance, great perform performance by Shavkat. The best part of the whole thing, John, was the after interview because he obviously speaks English. Yes, <laughs> and he understands it because the translator didn't have to translate what Joe was saying. But he spoke in his native tongue, and it was just funny because you could go. He's like, "Oh, you just go ahead and talk." He's like, "I got it." <laughs> but it was, it was, it was funny to see that. So good on them. Good. I mean, I, I know where does Stephen Thompson go from here? Shavkat, we've talked about in terms of he's probably. I think they're going to hold him out. They don't want to take a chance of him losing the, you know, his O. Um, and that's a marketable, marketable fight between Leon Edwards and, and Shavkat oh, yeah. if Leon can get past Bilal. And if he can't get past Bilal, but that's still another marketable fight. You know, Bilal and Shavkat uh, both can wrestle, both have stand-up, both, uh, you know, we're going to find out if Shavkat has really good uh, cardio for five rounds because Bilal is going to, he's going to have it. And uh, it's going to be, that would be a good fight too. So I don't want to discredit. I don't, I don't want to take, um, take away the spotlight from Bilal because he deserves it. He, I think a lot of us are just, as, I think, a lot of us are assuming that Leon's going to beat him. And because we've just in this show in the beginning, we just said, oh, well, if Shavkat fights Leon, well, he's got to get through Bilal. And that's, that's, that's going to that's be a tough fight. So I want to make sure that everyone knows that I'm not overlooking Bilal. I think Bilal is going to be a tough fight for Leon Edwards. I think his newfound confidence, his ability of just uh, understanding how his stand-up's gotten a lot better since their first fight. I think it's going to be. I think it's to be a tough fight. I think that fight will potentially be tougher for Leon Edwards than maybe not the first Kamaru Usman fight or the second, but maybe the third one. It'll be it'll be tougher than that. It'll be do more of like a second fight. Dave, of, do me a favor. Go go to uh, Leon Edwards' uh, record, and this, here here's where I look is the problem, and it's you brought it up. Is you can see when Leon fought. Bilal, the guys that he had fought before him, you know, just going back, Brian Barber, you know, Vince, v Vicente Luque, okay, you know, got to win there, but Vicente's a stand up guy. Brian Barbarena, same thing, stand up guy. Peter Sabota, stand up guy. <clears throat> Donald Cerrone, mostly stand up guy. Gunnar Nelson would be the one. Mm -hmm. There's a grappler, right? But, and that was a split decision. And then Dos Anjos. You take a look at Kamaro Usman, Kamaro Usman, Colby Covington. And yeah. the pre preparation for three guys that are grapplers, mm -hmm. going to try to take you down. 
you couldn't ask if you're Leon's, you know, camp, you can't ask for a better position to now have Bilal come back into fighting you because you've been training for grapplers, guys that can take you down for the last three fights. It's, you know, it, it puts Bilal in the hardest position to gain that title from Leon, in my opinion. It, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. Um, but the thing is, when I look at those other two fighters, and I'm not taking anything away from Kamaru Usman or Colby Covington, Bilal Muhammad is someone who puts, um, I don't want to say uncalculated pressure, but he literally just walks you down, and he walks you down faster. So does Colby Covington. No, he didn't last night. No. Exactly. There's a reason why. But I'm saying, though, is that Kamaru Usman was able to walk Leon down. But he does it more in a stalking manner. He, yeah. like, slowly, methodically, like, puts pressure forward, puts pressure. Bilal doesn't do that. Bilal fights a little bit more like Pantoja, where he doesn't run across the cage. But he, <laughs> but he's constantly I, walking. I think Bilal fights a little smarter than Pantoja. Yeah. <laughs> But when when you see when you see when you see Kamaru Usman, he stalks after you. He has a little rhythm and flow to him, and very yeah. very calculated in everything he does. Yes, Bilal will he will come for it's a little bit of that. He's excited to get in there, like he's a herky jerky a little bit. That I think is going to give Leon a little bit of a problem. Um, it I it just and I agree that it is a perfect style matchup if you're the UFC and you like what Leon's doing right now and he's younger, he can have the title longer. It's always easier to market a, a title holder who's had the title longer. And so that's what they're looking to do. It'd be the best opportunity for them to put him against Bilal if they wanted to make sure that Bilal uh, wasn't champion or if Bilal just, yeah, but if they, they didn't want Bilal as the champion, this would be the perfect style matchup for them. Um, but I look at I look at it and I'm thinking to myself that Bilal is not as easy of a fight. I think it's going to be a very tough fight for Leon Edwards. It's a tough fight for anyone. But. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right. What, next fight. We got, we had Patty, the baddie Pimlet taking on Tony Ferguson. Ah, this became, uh, I, I, this hurts. You know, I've known Tony for a long time. I love Tony. He's just slow. And I know that doesn't sound nice, and it hurts me to say it. And uh, Patty was there to be hit at times. His chin's up in the air, you know. And, you know, there was there was just nothing there that, that made you think that Tony was a real threat to Patty during the fight. And that's not the Tony Ferguson we know. You know, this, this is uh sure the hell ain't the one I know. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and that you know, and that's you take a look at you know, there's just a progression that has, you know, his speed is dropped considerably. You know, he's <clears throat> telegraphing things that he never telegraphed before. He was always awkward in the way he approached and did things. But sometimes that was what caught you because you never expected what he th- what he then did, and now it's like you can almost read it. And uh, I, I, you know, they, they at one time they had the when you know Habib was supposed to fight Tony forever, and it was five times I think. Mm-hmm. You remember they put out that uh, the fight. 
think announcing a fight and they had Habib like you aged me on the yeah. Rogan podcast. No, no, that's, yeah, that's what you really look like. You just and they, die your they, age, they aged Tony too. And then I was watching, you know, I'm watching Tony and I'm seeing, you know, he's got the gray in the beard like me and it's all on the sides. And I'm like, he's aged that much. Mm -hmm. He's 39, mm -hmm. you know, at 155 pounds to be 39 years of age and fighting people. Like, I, I'm not saying anything bad about Patty. He's a, he's a tough kid. He's a good fighter. He's not a great fighter. No, not yet. Not he's yet. Got a, he's, what's that? Not yet. Not yet. No. No, he's got a ways to go. And I'm not saying he can't get there. Mm -hmm. But if you took Tony at you know what's patty now 30 28 30 somewhere in there and you right. took tony when he was 28 30 and you put that tony against patty 28 what do you think would happen oh yeah uh, yeah it's not even it's not even the same like tony yeah. ferguson at 28 is just stone cold killer yeah stone cold killer um from personal experience and what i mean by this is it, it it's painful. Like this is one of the reasons why I wanted to walk up with why I did walk away was you're when you and I saw it last night in Tony and I've seen it before in his last couple of fights, he throws and he knows that he's slower and he stops out there. He's waiting to get hit. Yes. And if you're waiting to get hit, that's it's the end of it. Like that, that was what, that's what made me walk away. John was that I would throw and I was, I knew that I wasn't as fast as I used to be. And I was, I would consider myself to be kind of had some decent speed. You still weren't, you weren't slow. No, it wasn't, but I was waiting to get hit. Yeah. And that took away the fun because I could, before I didn't care if I got hit, I was like, I get, just get hit. I, I could move my head a little bit, get grazed, you know? If you go back and you just watch between the second and third round, Tony Ferguson sitting on the stool, listening to his corner. You can see it. They're sitting there saying, you know, you got to go after all this stuff. And Tony's just sitting there like, I don't know how. Yeah. I, I can't get there. You know, and I'm just, I, dude, it was breaking my heart to see it. Because again, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I want, I, yeah. I want Tony to do what Tony wants. But fighting is not the answer at this point not for his health not for the longevity of you know being with his family and things like that it ain't that important dude it's time to, to uh, do something else i love you i know you, you hate me right now for saying it but man you, you had a great career mm -hmm. just let it you don't need this shit yeah you know be the guy that helps other guys get to that point you got to it yeah help somebody else get to it it's, it's brutal. The it's the toughest decision that I think he's probably ever had to make. It's like, do I walk away? He's like, hell no. I mean, like, every time we hear him in an interview, I'm not yeah, done. I'm not done. And I'm like, well, your performance is saying that it's time to, to bring it into it. Yeah. No, no one's ever going to question how damn tough you are. Oh, God damn. No. You know, dude, he got hurt multiple times. Yes, he did in that fight multiple times but john he got hurt also too with like not clean shots i know it wasn't like he got clipped right on the button and it was like got wobbled no no he got grazed across the top of the head and i and and again i go back to i go back to uh my very last fight I, my fight with patricky pitbull 
in the first round. I was winning the round. He hit me with a grazing forearm shot across the top of my head, and it sat me yeah. to my butt. It wasn't a hard shot. It wasn't hard at all. It just it just knocked me out. It knocked. I just remember like, how did I end up on the fucking floor? <laughs> you know, I know I know Patricky's known for his power, and at the time was you know younger and you know, those that had no, no there was no excuses. That's when you. That's when I knew. I will never, I, I was never going to be a champion in Bellator or, you know, I was already a champion in Force, but I knew that the title shot was gone because Patricky and I were fighting to see who was going to fight for the title next. Yeah. That was it. And yeah. so with Tony, he's got multiple losses in a row. I didn't do this. Like I, I didn't do the, I didn't, I didn't become I this a fighter. Was, is this I his wanted, sixth in a row? In, yeah. Might be a seventh. It, seventh. it might be God a seventh. Man. You know, um, Seven. Seven, yeah. Um, he, he's got to ask himself, like, if you're doing it for money keep and you want to keep doing it, I get it. But I think what's going to happen, and John, you've probably seen this in multiple fighters with, you know, you being here the longest, fucking like dirt. Um, <laughs> understanding that, like. Sometimes dirt's good. You see, you see, <laughs> you see. <laughs> You see guys like Mark Coleman, Mark Kerr, you see, you know, uh, uh, Tank Abbott, these guys. Like, John, they've been removed from the sport for a long time. But guess what? They're still alive. That's right. And I don't know what they're dealing with, like mentally, physically. I know that Mark Coleman just, he's had hip replacements. He's had all he's these had things. He's do, but he's also taking care of his body. Quit drinking. Yeah, you know, he hasn't been drinking. doing any partying or anything like that. He's, he's. He looks good. He looks fantastic. I know he jokes around about maybe doing another fight, like joking around, I hope. But he's oh. just, he's always been a wild animal. You know, oh, Mark dude. Coleman has always been he's a wild awesome. animal. Probably one of the greatest guys to ever. One of the most intense individuals oh, gosh, you could be yeah. around. God, he's just, just love Mark Coleman. One of my all-time favorites. But those guys have been so far removed from the sport, but they're still living their life. They're dealing with all the stuff that they had. They're, they they did to their body. They're dealing, they're still dealing with it. Yeah. Tony's going to have to deal with this. Like we think that, Oh, once we're done fighting, like, ah, we're just going to ride off into fucking fairyland, you know, and it's going to be great. It's going to be this. No, no, no. You think I just got back from Mexico for my health, for my, for my fun. No, no. I went there for my health. Take care of my neck, take care of my, my wrist, my hip, my knee. You know, I did all the stem cell treatments at CPI for a reason, yeah. you know, was to make want- sure. John, you, want, you want quality in your life. I want quality with my children. That's it. I want quality with my friends. And those are the most important things. When you get done fighting, you'll realize and you look back, fighting wasn't, sh- it, it was fun. It's part we, of your life. It's we got to be, yeah, it was fun. Part. It was fun. It's not the, it's not the end all be all. There will be a young up and comer that's going to replace every single one of you. It's going to be done. Okay. Yeah. You're going to be old news. I, it's so funny. Even even before I retired, like ten years before I retired, like when I was like twenty eight, twenty nine, I'm like, in ten years, none of this shit's gonna matter. No. And it's it actually, John, it's actually less than ten years. I've only been retired for like five, and none of the, like none of this stuff matters. Like, you're like ah, you know, people still, you know, you occasionally run to people. Hey, can I get a picture? Hey, hang out. Like, I know this and that, but like they want to talk about it, chop it up. So you you know you you talk, you be social, be be friendly to fans and people, but. This ain't it, John. <laughs> Let me just tell you, this ain't it. It's a sport. That's it. You that know. It. All right. Next fight: Josh Emmett versus Bryce Mitchell. And John, you called it. I got to give you some love on this, buddy. Got to give you some love. 
I felt bad. Yeah, because he he went he went stiff. Oh, dude, he, he not went only stiff. went stiff, he he had seizures. You yeah. could see it. Yeah, he went stiff. And he was he was having problems. He, Bryce Mitchell is gonna get a incredibly long um medical suspension, at least a half a year. You watch, he's gonna have at least a hundred and eighty day Jeez. Uh, suspension from that one. And that was but this is you again, you know, Josh, we look at fights and you go, Look, I love that guy. I think that, you know, Thug Nasty is fun. Yeah. And he is, he's got he has his area where he's incredibly strong, where he can go with anybody. But it's the areas outside of that that you start to look and say, but going against this individual, man, he has some weaknesses that can be exposed and exposed quickly and you know josh emmett hits like a truck for a featherweight he, he was it's always been that he can wrestle and when he relaxes and just throws his hands you know normally without you know because he always throws hard and he just can be relaxed and just throw look the power is there and when mm-hmm. you, you also saw you know bryce coming forward just intensifies that and uh that was when you get hit and your chin does that little snap straight down man people there's like you know they think the whipping action it does have but that little drop straight down when someone hits and it goes towards your chest and it's solid it puts people to sleep and he was he was asleep and it was it was a scary thing to see as far as you know i've seen it too many times but it's not nice when you see someone that their toes are curling and then you saw him actually having and that's him you know his body trying to work its way out of it but it's not a healthy situation and he needs to take some time off yeah no manual labor no nothing that's going to help heat up his body he's got to eat especially farmer too yeah and that's that's a horrible horrible thing because you know he's gonna be out there trying to bucket do the you can't do that you need to take a good 45 to 60 days of no manual labor, like that level of manual labor. Just also, relax. high fat diet. Yep. You know, avocados, the, uh, all those things. Yep. 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 You're going to want to eat, like you said, avocados at night before bed. So your brain's burning that and helping to repair itself. It just, I don't even know what to say. Look, he just left his chin in the air. I was expecting him to try to wrestle right off the bat. I think he also didn't want to make himself too tired too soon and have that happen. But I mean, Josh Emmett is, he can wrestle. He's got power when he's relaxed. He's still there. It just, you called it, John. It was a bad stylistically matchup, stylistic matchup fight for Bryce Mitchell, especially taking on short notice. Yeah. And, and it showed, I mean, what a minute 50, a minute, something into the fight and yep. out. Uh, but I hope he takes some time off. He lets his brain heal because, like I just said about Tony Ferguson, this ain't the business, man. Just this. There's life after this. There's just imagine. Let's say you fight till you're forty. You have another forty years, God willing. Well, you know, you know look, Dave, do me a favor, and you're going to see that. Pull up Bryce Mitchell's record right now because seventeen and two, or three now. See. No, just two losses. Two, and those two are. One yeah, fight in between them. Yep. Yep. And this is what happens, you know, and this is, it's like, 
it becomes this, you have all these wins and everything is just going good and we're undefeated and all these things. And then that one happens and then it just becomes difficult. Every well, fight becomes difficult because when you're up at that level, who do you fight? Only good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, the days of having the one-dimensional fighter, those days are gone. He's going to have to work vigorously on his stand-up after his 180-day suspension. Okay, after that, go ahead and work on that stand-up. Yeah. But, um, but what it was, though, too, is that he felt like the Taporia fight, that it just wasn't him. I believe he said he was sick, something along those lines. Okay, cool. I lost that fight. Then he had, then he had a good performance against Dan Ige. You know, then he goes there, and then he thinks. What happens is... I told you guys that Taporia fight was, I was sick. I wasn't feeling well. I'm back. I'm back. Got the Danny. I can fight this guy. No problem. Puts me right in that title talk too. You got to pick wisely. I mean, I hate saying pick, pick your opponents, but you picked this fight. Like you got called on short notice and you were like, yeah, sign me up. It wasn't like they called, you know, and you had a full camp. And then of course I'd say, don't turn it down. Cause we all know how the UFC is. If you turn fights down. But if you have a full camp, but honestly, like turning this fight down, you're what, 10 days away, seven days away, whatever it was. I mean, in my mind, I'm like, if I'm a fight, I'm like, no, I'm not taking that fight. He's got power. He's got he's he's good at wrestling. I'm good at wrestling. He's maybe yeah. that we're equal at wrestling. He's better stand up. I'm better submissions. But if I can't get him down, who wins this fight? In your mind, you've got to be thinking that. And it doesn't seem like it even crossed Bryce Mitchell's mind. <laughs> like, ah, I don't get this fight Maybe in the ground. Didn't. What's going to happen? Maybe it didn't. All right, next fight. All right. Ah, we had Alonzo Minifield taking on Dustin Jacoby. This was this is a good back and forth battle. This was, you know, Dustin using his length and his range and the jab. He's got a beautiful jab. You know, in some ways, he didn't use it enough. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Alonzo relied on the big shots it was the powerful shots and he was able to sit dustin on his can multiple times in the fight dustin was able always able to fight his way through it even though he was in trouble at certain points but it was those big moments that's what got alonzo menafield the win he had the bigger moments you take volume wise dustin jacoby landed a lot of shots mm-hmm. power wise and damage wise alonzo menafield he landed the, the damaging, powerful shots. As I was watching this fight, I'll give you an opportunity to see if you can guess this. What fight did this remind you of? In a lot of ways? Yeah. Rob Font Thank against you. Marlon Vera. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, I was like, I'm watching the same exact fight, but just with two big guys. Yeah. <laughs> it was the it was same exactly thing. It. Dustin Jacoby was moving well, looking good, throwing out that jab. And was winning the rounds until yeah. Minifield. <laughs> and that's that's fighting. For those of you guys that always want to give me a hard time, see, my brain's just as good as Big John's. That's see, right I was thinking is. that same you fight. You go, baby. <laughs> I was thinking that same <laughs> fight. Oh, still trap, baby. Still trap. Right here. I still got it. <laughs> uh, I, th- I thought uh, Alonzo Minifield was just waiting and waiting and waiting for the big opportunity. It was the same left hook same shots it was always like that and i thought jacoby jab was working but he was so afraid of getting hit with that that loopy left hook and it just and it kept it kept finding it's marked throughout the fight and it seemed like oh, it several times 
even if it didn't hit clean, it, it, it hurt him. And so uh, he was winning the round, winning the round, winning the round, boom, down on his butt. Damn, okay, get back up, winning the next round. Winning, 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 boom, down on the ground. Like, yep. Sorry, man. Yeah. That's it. But let's talk about Those fight of the fight. night. Let's go ahead and let's talk about the oh fight of the night. Oh, my God. You talk <laughs> about just saying, screw it. I'm just going to. Irene Aldana against Carl Rosa. Holy shit. They went after it. And it was, you know, the first round was a lot of watching Carol Rosa actually fight really smart. Mm -hmm. Man, she she utilized the leg. She was eating that leg up, and she had Aldana in a position where it seemed like Aldana was confused on what she could do to stop it. Mm -hmm. Now, she goes back to her corner. They tell her, hey, we need you to go forward and throw. She does that, and all of a sudden, the fight starts to change, and the body shots yeah. were beautifully done. And that, when you when you get again, when you're getting hit to the body like that, and it's taking your air away, and you're not able to breathe for a little bit, and then finally you get it back, you go, "Oh, I don't want that to happen again." Then it happens again. And it's like yeah. a horrible position to be in. And that second round was completely dominated by aldana and those body shots mm -hmm. and then the third round comes back and you think man aldana's got her and rosa comes back with the leg yeah. kicks and starts going after that leg. it was working yeah until body, body shots. shots body shots again <laughs> well rosa hit it really well in the third round she kept she kept kind of like oh, dropping the yeah. elbow you could see it from the outside looking in but in yeah. the fight though you can't go chasing after that because you don't know if you're going to get pete selled scott smith you know, like, uh, cause she, she was getting hurt in the second round with the body shots, but she held it pretty, she held it together pretty well, man. This fight was one of those fights, John, like they both a, got carved up. They did. They did. But if you're a promoter, you're thinking, okay, when can I sign the rematch? <laughs> That's all you're thinking, honestly. <laughs> and if you're the fighters, you're going, yeah, maybe not right now. I need to rest. <laughs> I need, need to, to rest, need to heal. but I, I, I gotta be honest. It's funny. I used to spend a lot of time talking with Coker. He had, he had a couple spots in Willow Glen that he loved to go to. It was a coffee shop and a bagel shop. And we'd say, I'd go and visit, you know, every once in a while we'd sit down and we'd just talk shop about fighters and this, and that, you don't know how many times he'd say to me, not just to me, but then I, he talked about other fights too, man. I wish I could just fight you guys every single, every card. <laughs> I was like, thank God you can't. <laughs> you, I know you, you would. Yeah. But but you know, okay, I have I, for whatever reason we put mm -hmm. this fight together and we thought it would be good, but we didn't realize how good it was yeah. gonna be. And so I just want to put it back together again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense because it delivered. Yeah. Had this fight been a split decision, I could see them maybe doing it again. But because it was unanimous and uh Aldana ended up winning rounds two and three, and I felt like she won them kind of convincingly. She did. I get it. But yeah. if it was a if it was a split decision, they might have been like, "Man, let's just see what yeah. the fighters say. Let's just let's, see if we can put this go one to round right four. Back. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then obviously, I would I could see them maybe even headlining, you know, uh, uh, Apex card or something like that, or putting them <laughs> as a co-main event on a, on a big card. Ah, but man, it was a great fight. Absolutely great. And as a promoter from the outside looking in, I'm going, 
there was just fights that, that, you know, Coker would talk about, man, if I could do the, the Nick Diaz and the Paul Daly fight every single time I would, if I could do you and Gilbert every single time I would, if I could do, you know, Frank Shamrock and Kung Lee every time I, I would, like there was just fights that stood out in his mind. Right. And he'd always say, if I could run those fights back every, you know, every card or just rotate you guys every three cards. He's like, Tim Kennedy, Luke Rockhold. Oh, great fight. Dude. Great fight. Um, the, uh, what was it? The, the fight was, uh, Falunico Vitali. Was it Vitali? Uh, but, uh, was from Hawaii, correct? Yes. Boxer, right? He fought Trevor Prangley and the, and they had their like four man tournament or whatever it was. Uh, strike force did. And, uh, he, Trevor drew Falunico in the first fight, but the two of them just threw down for the first fight. And then George Santiago was in the first fight in the in in the first round of it. Oh yeah, and he ended up getting somebody in the last minute replacement gets a quick nineteen second knockout. <laughs> and then Trevor's got to fight Santiago to win the whatever it was, a couple hundred yeah, thousand dollars that. or something like that. Yeah. I felt so bad for Trevor, man. He's like, oh, brutal, brutal. Yes, did Santiago win on a flying knee? So it was something like yeah, it was something he went yeah, on a the other yeah. Real fast. They fought, fought fast. a Japanese fighter that came in on last minute notice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, right. go ahead. I'll let you talk about Cody Garbrandt over Brian Kelleher. I know Cody. You know, you spent time with. He's a good guy. Mm -hmm. That was a a uh, much needed win for him. Yeah. Good confidence builder. Well, John, he's got power, man. Like he's got the. Yeah. He's and still speed. fast as hell. Jeez. Yeah, he's got fast and fast. and. In a division, in the Bantamweight division, speed's very important. I mean, like from 155 down low it, it, and below, you've got to have yeah, if you speed. Do, if you don't have it, you're in trouble. You're in a lot of trouble. Uh, he's got that, you know, and I think as long as he continues, if he just continues to fight smart, fight smart, stalk after people, give more. I would like to see more feints out of him because he is so fast is get them to react because they know that you're fast. And once they react, they're target practice. I mean, he's got he's got power, he's got speed. It's just when he just gets in his own way that he has problems. But I mean, he's if there was one thing I I would love to see Cody do, he he's so boxing centric in that he wants right. to go out there and knock you out with his hands, and he can mix it up a little bit to put put that person in a position where they don't know exactly what you're gonna do when. It's going to make life so much yeah. easier. I agree. But and when you mean when you say mix it up, I mean you're saying are you just saying kicks? I say he can wrestle too. Oh, wrestle, wrestle too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, take them down, do some ground, stand up. I don't care. Yeah, but put them in the position they go. I don't want to. I don't want that to happen again. And now I have to think about it. Um, is is there any other fights on here you want to talk about? Look, I want to talk about my boy Ulambeka. I know you do. Go uh, ahead, and then know. I'll talk. Then I'll talk about one more. Uh, look, with Ulambeka, John, did you did you watch that fight? Uh, I watched the whole. Okay. Thing. Well, look, I've said this. This is cheating in the fence. <laughs> okay, this is cheating. Two fingers, one finger in the fence. It's cheating. And Ulan Bekoff's my guy, man. I think he's a great kid. He's come a long way. He's gotten so much better. Toes in the fence, no good. No. Okay, I mean uh, that it's, it's allowing you to establish position and control on the on the back. It's allowing you to pull, push. You think people think that oh, if you just have your toes in there, it's not that big of a deal. Oh no, it is. No, it creates 
pressure. Well, it's and not just weight and it's leverage. And it's yeah. If, if I try to pull you away from the fence so I can start to defend and your toes are in there, I'm working now harder to do that. And I'm not able to move that. And then if I try to push you against the fence, you can actually put your foot. Now he doesn't need to have his toes in to do that, but just push no, you off. You can put your foot on it. Yeah. You know, but so you can push off of it. Yeah. They are pushing off of it. All those things are, but having the toes in the fence is just, I mean, you, you got, you got to, as a ref, you've got to make a more stern call. I think on that, I've always well, said. The, but the point, biggest problem, and, and I'm not saying it's not. I believe that was Chris Tagioni who was in yeah, that fight. It was. But he's got a guy in Tager that doesn't speak English, and so he's. His English no, is no, better than we think, John. They're, yeah, all their, all their English does, is better but than they that, think. But that's <laughs> part of what he's thinking. So he's trying to reach over to grab and pull his, fit, yeah. his foot off. And there comes that point where you got to say, no, I'm not going to yeah. let you do it. Either take you out of the position or put you in something else or take yep. points. Yeah. Yeah. Happens. Andre <laughs> Feely, though. Yes. Holy shit. That right hand he threw, it, it didn't even get extended, dude. It was kind of bad. It landed so freaking hard. You, The sound of that thing was impressive. And, I mean, it was a punch. It was because normally with a punch, you don't get that same sound. I never got that sound, John, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no clue. Luke, I had no power whatsoever, so I have no man, idea what that sound is. Lucas Almeida, right away, Andre Feely was looking good. He was moving well. He was flowing and it looked like Almeida was just having problems with, you know, what was going on and was trying to figure it out. Man, Andre Feely didn't let him give him any time to feel it out. He blasted him. That was a huge shot. Big win for Andre Feely. Congratulations. You know, he's been in this quite a while. Yeah. And, uh, he's got a lot of fights in the UFC. Had his ups, had his downs. That's a big up. What I've seen is he's turned a corner. I think the... It's mature. He's mature now. He's yeah. uh, looks like he's a little bit more focused. Doesn't mean that he's going to win more fights. I mean, no, he had a great win last night, um, but he's matured. He's not the same young. Just ah, whatever. Uh, it's it's. You can tell he's trying to get more calculated and taking it serious. And uh, I'm enjoying watching him fight. I've always enjoyed watching him fight, but I, I want to yeah. see the mature Andre Feely on how he does. I want to see how he fights with using this fight iq not just throw, not just trying to be the entertainer and throw caution in the wind and i want to see how he does because i think there's a i think there's still a lot of potential there a lot of potential yeah. before no we move off of this card though john hey podcast dave yes scroll on up to the main event again <laughs> tell me what you think uh, we didn't we I, I wanted to get yours at the end because I'm gonna, we are gonna make fun of you a little bit, but, I, but I did, I did want to make, I did want to give you an opportunity to, to. I wanted to talk to you about what were your thoughts on him. I know, look, I know you're a WWE guy. You love the shtick. You love, you love that type of thing, and I, I'm, I love it too. I think it's actually great for the sport. It helps bring more eyeballs to the sport. Do you think he overstepped on what he did with Leon? That's one. Because I know you're a big Colby fan. Everyone on the show that listens knows. That being said, do you think he overstepped? And then on top of it, what do you think of his overall performance? Uh, I'm very congested, so I'll try and keep it as short as possible. Um, <clears throat> performance wise, <laughs> I think I kind of called like the the way that he would, the way he delivered the fight, right? Like, uh, I just think that he wasn't on the the right side of the outcome, um, based on like kind of John's 
the way John talked about it is he just wasn't able to um to to figure it out. Uh, so I think that he delivered along the lines of what I expected, just wasn't able to get on the other side of mm-hmm. the um decision. Um, and as far as what he said, um, I don't really know if I care a whole lot because I don't really care. Like that that kind of stuff doesn't offend me. Um, so. I don't know. The stick stuff I, I, is like you're you're so used to watching WWE, like they say, just stuff that's ridiculous, and you're like, ah, it doesn't bother you. Well, not even I don't know. Like I just can't imagine getting upset if somebody if like mm-hmm. somebody said something about a friend or a family mm-hmm. member that died, um, mm-hmm. or anything. I just don't know if I'd get upset about it. Um, yeah. Well, so if somebody said like uh, like Hey, I know your ATM pin. Like I may get upset then because like I don't want I don't want <laughs> I don't want to lose my money. I make it scared, you know, like I make it yeah. scared and, and kind of like fearful, and that may affect my performance in the That's fight. It. But... From now on, I'm going after Dave's ATM. ATM. <laughs> uh, I, I got one question for you. Then when you when you saw them in the weigh-ins, and you saw Leon kind of you know coming up on, and Colby saying, you know, I was in character, I was in character. What does that say to you? I didn't even see that, to be honest. Oh, you okay. didn't see that? Yeah, I don't know. Oh like, God. do you know he was saying that, or do you yeah, just yeah? Well, that, that his lips? that's what the UFC. Oh no, no, it no! Came from the you UFC breakdown. It. Yeah, oh. the the UFC had put it. it out, and they actually put subtitles there too. Well, I mean, uh, so you if you watch see. the press conference, he's literally dressed in a character. So I don't know why you think that's new information. <laughs> no, 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 I know. I, like I said, I'm not opposed to his character. I'm not opposed to his shtick, his character. I'm not opposed to any of that. I he was maybe, disgusted maybe he, with. Yeah. I was discussing with that comment. I, everything else he says and does, I I think it's great. The Leon was the, wearing the, shades, so maybe Leon like couldn't see that he was in character, so he was just like rem- he just letting him know, like maybe he's just telling him, like, hey, did you not see that I was great. dressed like that? Like I was in a character. Hold, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. You're thinking that be- now he's blind? No, he was wearing shades <laughs> indoors. He was wearing shades indoors. It's like. Um, well, the other thing too, do you think there was a little bit more added pressure there because he is such a Trump, uh, band, you know, bandwagoner, bandwagoner uh, that, you know, yeah. that, that puts too much pressure on him and he just couldn't perform at the, at that pressure. I don't know if the, pre- like, I don't know if the pressure affected the performance. I think that's what we were going to get. Um, mm. I, I don't know if, I just don't know if he like I think def like watching that like it was kind of like the remember I said that, like the Usman fight where he he like did everything he kind of like you expect and then he just wasn't but it wasn't enough to like finish the fight mm. and I kind of like thought like that was the same thing he did everything you kind of expect thought like on the ground maybe there was an opportunity there but that didn't happen enough and then mm. when it happened it was too late um yeah. and. I don't know if the Trump. I don't know if the Trump pressure. Fight. I think losing with Trump there is definitely, definitely a bad look when you when you've set this up as much as you did, yeah. um, the way you set it up. It definitely hurts. That definitely hurts the overall image and persona. Um, but I don't know the if stick. he was affected by the fact that Trump was sitting yeah. there. Yeah, it affected. It affects his stick now. He can't like. I don't know if it. I don't know if he can, but he. Because I mean, he will. You know, he will. Um, well, I mean, it, like Trump's whole it. thing is make America great again. I mean, he's obviously not making Colby great again, but it's a, I get it. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I look at that was that was my one jab at you, buddy. I had to get you. I had to get uh, you. Uh, you know, look, I said some things earlier about I won't pay for another pay per view on him and stuff. Look, I get it's a stick. It's just we we as a 
as human beings, we need to understand that just there's certain things that are off limits. And I know it's a game. It's a sport. Like we talked about with Tony, it's a sport, man. You have life after this. My biggest fear, John, was I knew one day I would have kids and I don't want my kids because the, the, the internet is fucking timeless. It's, it's, right. it's undefeated and it's, it's, it's going to go forever. And no matter what, me talking about someone's dead father, me talking about someone's wife and kids, I never wanted my kids to see that. Like, I, I never was a trash talker to begin with, but I just never wanted that to happen, man. Here's the, here's the one thing you got to look at. And he can, you know, he can sit there and say what he wants. And I, I do believe there's crossing the line. I thought Connor crossed the line. when Absolutely, he did. Okay. And I definitely think Colby crossed the line here. Because it all comes down to this. First off, no son can control what their father's done, mm-hmm. did, anything about him. All they can know is, hey, th- this, this was my dad. And when he, when your dad is loses their life based upon murder, and someone's gonna joke about it, yeah. you're crossing the line, dude. Yeah. You're gonna say you, you can say whatever you want. I don't know Leon's dad. I never did. Yeah. I'm not gonna say anything about that. You cross the line. Yeah. You can say whatever you want about Leon. Doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It's all part of your stick. Go. Mm-hmm. He's your opponent. Leave family out. <clears throat> like I would even extend a little bit. Like, look, Fabian Edwards is a fighter. If he wants to that's talk different. about Fabian, that's different. Brother, that's, that's different. Fine. Yeah, he's like, a fighter. I, he's a fighter. Like th- yeah. that. That uh, I'll whoop you too, and uh, I'll go up maybe and beat your brother. I get all yeah. that, but yeah, we're not talking fine. about moms, and we're not talking about dads. We're not talking about children. Let's yeah. let's leave that. Out. I don't know. I just leave that out of that. Let's, anyways. All right, look. I want to try to end this thing on some good notes and some 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 comedy and stuff. So Dave's gonna have some news for us to talk about a little bit. But before we do that, head on over to OnlyFans.com/slash weighing in. OnlyFans.com slash went in. A couple of you guys have been hitting me up uh, in my DMs on my Instagram. You're like, hey man, um, the I haven't I haven't been able to see the content from CPI. I loaded it and then for some reason they got taken and it didn't get taken down. But the loading it process ra- it was too racy for it OnlyFans. It was too racy. No, i um so I have to reload it. So I'm gonna actually do that today. So if you guys want to check out, um, I did a full like vlog on it uh for each day individual each days and so i'll I'll upload that on onlyfans.com slash weighing in i know a ton i got probably close to 100 messages of people asking about cpi stem cell treatments Very good. they um <clears throat> everyone asking about it. obviously the first question was how much does it cost you know and uh just so you guys know it's it's one of those things that it costs different for different positions of your body like your spine your neck your it's going to cost more than if i was to do my thumb you know what I mean? Like it's just, there's things that are just different. They also do um, different types of hairline treatments, things like that for CPI. They do uh, facial treatments as well. All those things, but I'm going to post about that. I'll get all those videos up on, on our onlyfans.com slash Wayne in today. I will do that today. And are so you make saying sure you guys, they give me a better face? They, they can sure try. I mean, it's going to take a couple hundred million stem cells, but they can well, definitely give it a try. Might be more, yeah. <clears throat> We're possibly be getting into the billions. It's you know it's it's all right though, John. It's okay because you know there's 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 plenty of them out there. There's plenty of stem cells out there. I mean, I got I got close to 250 million put in. You know, all together when it was all said and done, I got close to 250 million stem cells: knee, hip, wrist, neck, and I did 100 million in IV. So I felt great. You know, a couple of days though, I felt like a little like 
kind of like my body was tired. But they told me that that would be that's something that could happen because when you get it directly injected into those certain areas, it what it does, it feels like your body was like in a car crash. Your body's trying to recover, so you may feel a little like kind of tired, a little like a lethargic, a little bit, you know. But uh, just need rest. That's all. They suggested that for the first two weeks. Just rest. Get some rest. Uh, the go to go to onlyfans.com slash weighing in. I'm going to put those videos up today for you guys. If you guys have any questions, hit us up in the, uh, in the comment sections too, or hit us up in the private message area and I'll try to get to them as well. Uh, go ahead. Let's talk about some more stuff. What you got for us, Dave? All right. Uh, Jake Paul fought on Friday. So want to get your reaction to that. Yes, he did. And I want to tell Jake Paul, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate the fact that you didn't take a whole lot of my time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, like the problem is <sighs> boxing is boxing and there's guys that have records that are decent that you look and you go, yeah, your record's decent, but you're not a very good fighter. You're not a very good boxer. Mm-hmm. You have fought, in, you know, guys that really shouldn't have been licensed as a professional fighter. And I'm not saying anything bad about Mr. August there, but when you see a guy dip his head the number of times within yeah. a two-minute span of a fight, the number of times that he dipped his head, come on, man. You're, you're dipping your head to throw shots. Well, you're, you're telegraphing exactly what you're going to do the next time, and he's going to read it. And he, The uppercut was thrown very well. It was beautiful. It hit target and lights out. It only mm-hmm. took two minutes and a couple seconds for uh, me to watch the Jake Paul fight. And I, you know, Jake, thank you very much. I appreciate the... Uh, taking and being very cognizant of the worth of my time. I went a little hard on the paint with Jake Paul last week uh, in the midweek show and just talking about, wait, he, oh, the champion call, stuff? calling himself a champion, this and that. Look, you're not a champion, okay? But look, I'm not going to take anything away from you. You are a boxer. Oh, he's a good boxer. And you're, and you're good. He is yeah. good. Listen, I'm not going to discredit him. I'm not going to say because of the opponent who you're fighting. Like, no, you did what you're supposed to do. You took a guy that wasn't on your level, and he's 35 or 36 years old also. And yeah. Jake, you're young. You're in your prime. You're taking boxing very serious. You can't ask for much more. If I'm a coach, and I and I know you, I know you're a YouTuber, but I'm looking for a guy who wants to take it serious. His brother doesn't take it serious, and it shows. Yes, Jake takes I it agree. serious. Jake yes, has. It seems like Jake has aspirations to be a real fighter, which he is. I think he is a real fighter. I want to see what the what the limit. I want to see where the ceiling is for him because he's got a lot of potential. He does. I mean, just from what I've seen, the speed he handles, the pressure. Sure, he's got the loss to Tommy Fury, but whatever. That was a big step up in competition from the guys that he had fought before in terms of boxing level competition. Came up short on that, but in this fight, he did what he was supposed to do. I got to tip my hat to him, man. He's going to move on. He's going to fight somebody else. And maybe his next fight will be in the PFL cage. Who knows? But I got to give the guy a little bit of credit. He did what he was supposed to do. Got in there, got him out of there. And now we're on to the next one. Good on him. And uh, keep taking it serious. That's, this is all. I think this is all what people want. People that want to discredit him or give him a hard time or whatever. But no, he's putting the work in. And it's showing every time he gets in the, the ring, it shows. Yeah, he's not... Th- what you don't like is basically kind of what you're, you saw out of his brother. No one wants to see the part-timer. Yeah. I want to see someone who is, they're dedicated to their craft. He's dedicated to it. He, he seems to be. 
He definitely yep. seems to be. And the performance, yep. the performance proves that, hey, he's training. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He sees the openings. He takes yep. advantage of it. That was a nice knockout. You well gotta done. respect. You gotta. You gotta give him some respect there. I gotta respect him for yeah, that. And uh, absolutely, you know, good on him. All right, next thing, Dan. All right, um, I want to get your thoughts on as much as you want to talk about this Ian Gary situation. He pulled out of the fight. Um, they said it was due to pneumonia. Um, obviously, a lot of speculation running around as far as um, his previous comments about feeling unsafe uh, in the U.S. and all that. So, I wanted to get your reaction to Ian Gary pulling out. I mean, he pulled out of the fight. I mean, whether the UFC, Dana White came out, did a video. I saw the video of Dana saying that he had uh, he had the flu and then it turned into pneumonia. pneumonia. I mean, yeah. So, look, if that's what the case is, that's what the case is. And also, even if it wasn't the case, if something's not feeling right that week, I don't suggest you fight. I don't want to see a half-assed fighter out there with other things on his mind. And I know it's a shitty situation. Uh, maybe that he kind of was part he kind of partly created you know um but the way he talks the way he trash talks people i mean people are going to get back at you i do just like i just said about the colby thing i think it's um disgusting when people talk about people's wives no matter who the wife is yep. i said that when T i said that when child said that to tito about jenna leave him out there's no reason for it look i i'm when when there when there was a show that you weren't able to make and i said i i'm not going to talk about ian gary's wife I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything negative. I'm not gonna say anything positive. I don't know her. There you go. That's it. Like I have nothing to say. I just. It just doesn't come. I'm not talking about fighting. This is people's personal life. I'll talk about Ian Gary. Ian Gary pulled out for whatever reason it was, and I think it was probably best mentally, physically. It wasn't going his way that week. <laughs> Whether if he Too was much. sick, now you add that with the with all the drama going on with the with you know with the wife situation, pull he pulled out. Good on him. You know, you're gonna have you're gonna live to fight another day. Look, I, I look at it this way. They said it was pneumonia. Okay. Yep. If it's pneumonia, you can't fight with pneumonia. No. You can't breathe. You can't get a deep breath. You're gonna die as far as, you know, within thirty seconds. You're going to have no wind. Mm -hmm. And so if that was the reason why, great. If it wasn't the reason why, great. Sometimes, just like what Josh is saying, mentally, this is not the time for you to fight. Physically, this is not the time for you to fight. Okay, pull out of the fight. I think it was the right move for him. I think it's uh, people need to get off of the whole wife thing. Like if yeah. Ian Gary is happy with his marriage, that's all that matters. Yeah, what do you think That's about? All that matters. What do you think about um, the timing of it, though, as far as um, Vicente Luque and his luck? <laughs> like, is it, does it suck that Ian waited to the last second to do it? I mean, uh, whether no, it's pneumonia or Dave, not, Dave, you never know when you're going to get sick. Yeah, how do you? You see, right there, that right there is telling me that you believe that he wasn't sick. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or, or maybe so it, what, was, it was induced. So, no, so what what is stress? it that you know? What is it mm -hmm. that you know? Well, stress will sometimes bring on an illness. Mm -hmm. That's what True. I'm it opens your body up mm -hmm. to being uh, susceptible to having things happen. So what is it you know that tells you that oh this was definitely not that he had pneumonia? Well, if you um, I guess the point being that, like if you're if you're if you're feeling that much anxiety about a situation, do you should you just be saying two or three weeks out 
hey, you know, I'm just not, I'm not in a mental or physical space to to be no. putting someone. No, else's because because me- mentally, money mentally, in no money, money, like not money. Mentally, though, as the week gets, as, as the fight gets closer, the other things start to distract you from whatever that that stuff is. You can get through that. Like I, I believe that mentally, like he's he's a top level fighter. His mental capability is is fucking higher than we realize. I mean, he wouldn't be where he's at if he was weak minded. So that being said, though, I do believe. Look, in the I'll give you guys an example. Is I fought uh, Dwayne Ludwig. I had one of the. I felt like you know it was one of the worst camps I ever had. My dad had passed like literally ten days before the fight. But that being said, I woke up. I felt good. Like in terms of my body physically felt good. The morning of the fight, I woke up at like three in the morning. Just green shit coming out of my nose. Can everything. Josh Koscheck, I call. I, I was able to call him. He was living in Fresno at the time because I fought at the Save Mart Center. Called up Josh because Josh lived there. I'm like, hey, man, I don't know where the grocery stores are. Like, you know, that stuff. He literally got his ass up out of bed at like 5 a.m. Drove to all these locations. Got me medication. Did everything for me. And brought it to me at the hotel. Like you don't know when you're going to get sick. So I believe that if he had a, he maybe he thought he could come through on Monday or whatever. He showed up in the venue or showed up there in where the fights were. Probably a little bit of a sniffle or whatever, and then all of a sudden, bam! And it's going around right now. I got two kids, bud. It's going <laughs> around. <laughs> like it's it's one of those things. You and Dave, you know, when one kid gets it. They all get it. The house gets it. And so it just jumps from yeah, one to the next. He got on a plane. He got to where he was, you know, he and all these things. It happens, man. So if he was sick, which I believe he probably was a little sick, the added pressure of all this drama that's going on, maybe with the with the situation. And then that turned into something more. So I'm not going to I'm not going to knock him. He's a tough, talented fighter and he's he's got a lot to protect. And I think it was a good choice for him. Also, if you're a fan. Do you want to see a, a a fraction of what he is out there fighting? The, pe- the people that want him to lose, yes. Yeah, yeah, those people. Yeah, but, <laughs> just, but I don't. I want to. I want to no, see. I want to see the see young the killer. I want to see the best. I want to see that young killer. If he gets beat, he gets beat. I want to see that young killer. I want to see that stud, man. I know he's a great fighter. He has the potential to be one of the one of the best if he can just keep his head together and if he can keep on the track. I don't know where he's training these days, but that doesn't help. But that, I'm saying that like, I think that's something else that needs to be worked an, out. That's another thing. So a lot of the stuff that he put, he put a lot of this on himself, John, is, but he's going to have to sort this all out and get his mind right and get and get everything on track because I think he's got a lot of potential. Yep. Next. I agree. All right. We got to get Josh out of here shortly, but I can't let you guys go without getting your reaction to Drikas and uh, Sean Strickland at UFC 296 getting into a physical location after they were shown on camera and um, there was a little bit of like a silly uh, back and forth. This, I just, look, this, the, that's the that's, best part. He tells the kids to move. Hey, son, son, you want to just move over there? You move over that way. <laughs> Boom, I'm going. I think it's great. Like, Sean Strickland is. He is what he is, and he's he's not going to try to change for anybody. And he will, you know, he'll put up with so much. I think it's going to be a great fight. I think that they match up really well. I think uh, it's going to be much more difficult uh, to get Sean to the ground than Duplessis believes it's going to be. Uh, 
but uh, Sean can be taken down, but he's a some bitch to keep down. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's going to be an interesting fight. You know, you, I have seen in Duplessis's fights, I've seen him get tired. Mm-hmm. I've seen him have great performances, and I've seen him get tired. You better not get tired with Sean Strickland. You get into those championship rounds, which you're going to be in that fourth and fifth round. If it goes there, hey, you don't want to be the guy who's gassing and having that guy standing across from you. But, you know, the real thing, look, whoever decided to put them in those positions across, you know, (laughs) smart move, dude. This is one of those ones you screwed up. John, I've seen this for years. Scott Coger used to do this shit all the time. <laughs> uh, I think they think it's hilarious. I don't know what they're thinking, but um, yeah, I think they think it's funny. But this is this is so funny, man. It, it is what it is. I'm glad that he told the kids to move. Kids, oh, yeah. step aside. You know, I'm coming through. But uh, it was um. Uh, we we sit here and we joke about it. We laugh about it. Uh, it is a little. It is a little bit of a black eye on the sport. Yeah, real doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. Um, uh, but the thing that sca- concerns me the most. But at least if you're gonna do it at an event, it's your uh, event. This is true. This <laughs> yeah, is true. So, yeah. uh, the thing that concerns me about this fight for uh, Strickland is Drakis is very big. He's a huge, huge eighty-five pounder. Yeah. And in that first round, two rounds, you know, he's going to give Sean, I think, uh, a little bit of some fits. Sean's got to be mm-hmm. careful not to get hit with clean shots because he's got power. Drickus does. And um, the ability to hold Sean Strickland down is is it's very hard. It's going to be very difficult for Drickus to do that. But he is a big guy. So if he does get on top, Sean's going to have to work very hard to get back up to his feet, circle back out to the center of the cage, and, and, uh, and be able to start touching him with his hands again. So... He's got to avoid those big shots in the early fight, but the, this right here just adds more hype in the in the. Oh yeah, and the UFC is just thinking, all right, how soon can this fight come? That's all. <laughs> you know um, and, what they're thinking is January twentieth. We yeah. just sold some more tickets. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, Toronto. And do you think Dana learned his lesson that um, you got to not just give all your friends the best seats and stick no. all the fighters together? <laughs> <laughs> Look, they've done it for years. This is what they do. They have their sections, you know, and you can see where all the fighters are sitting, which is basically behind the timekeepers. Yeah. And and Bruce Buffer, where he sits, there's the cattle rails and there's mm-hmm. the, the champions are in the front row. They've done this for years. You know, all of Dana's people are, you know, sitting off, you know, behind him and stuff. And it's like, hey, yep. it's worked for them in the past. And this is going to work for them in the future, too. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Well, hey, we're going to wrap this up. Go to OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. OnlyFans.com slash weighing in. I'm going to put up my uh, experience over there at the CPI stem cells. I'll get those videos up for you guys today. Uh, also, go to weighinginmerch.com. Weighinginmerch.com. Hoodies are available on there. Hats, beanies, all that stuff is available on there. Check it out at weighinginmerch.com. John is sporting one of them right there. His yeah, sweater baby. looking great, looking great. Meanwhile, I'm over here uh, carrying the virus. You're a total, you're a total virus. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey. got one. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed this show. Hopefully, we got it out soon enough and fast enough for you guys and continue to support us. Hit that subscribe button down below. Subscribe to the show. Thumbs up. 
and the bell for the notifications. I want to thank you guys for continuing to support us. John, take us away. For everyone out there, thank you for tuning in to the show. We hope you enjoyed the fights, which were actually really good. The entire card, fantastic. Great job by the champ in Leon Rocky Edwards taking out Colby Covington. I just said that for you, Dave. We will see you. <laughs>